Hi, welcome to Europhile. My name is Kate Walker. And I'm Catherine Rory. Oh, the lady. Yes. Oh, I'm Lady Catherine Rory. We are Rory. just so honored to have you, <laughs> Lady oh, Catherine welcome. of where Aberdeenshire. Yes, I'm if so happy to be here. If you follow us on here, Instagram, to... she made her official portrait debut. Yes, I did. Um... I graced you with that. <laughs> Beauty for your eyes to feast upon. <laughs> Honestly, the light, though, and that skin oh. are popping. Thank you. <laughs> Sitting on the floor, trying to get the good light. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? That just is natural like that on me all the time, shining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is what I look like. You're welcome. Always. Yeah. Kat, what else is new? What's up? Hanging out at home. I just spent the weekend with my sister and her fiance. So that was fun. We were very lazy. We watched about a million rom-coms. He really entertains us with, lets us pick whatever we want. Should we tell the story of how I'm a fucking idiot? What? Should we tell the story about how you watched a movie and I said something really dumb? (laughs) Like, Kat, I I woke up in a cold sweat in my bed. Like, you are so dumb. Okay, so (laughs) this is what happened. I told Kate that we watched When Harry Met Sally, of course. You know, iconic. I'll have what she's having. (laughs) Yes. That's exact. Kate texted me that exact quote. And I said, you got it. That's from that movie. And then then she goes, oh, wait, there's this really funny part when Billy Crystal (laughs) says something like, oh, Put that thing back where it came from or go help me. <laughs> and I was like, I literally just finished watching the movie. Movie I've seen plenty of times. And mm. I was like, I don't remember that scene. <laughs> and so then I Googled it because I was like, this is really weird. I just watched mm. a movie. I just remember this part. <laughs> and it's a direct quote from <laughs> Monsters Inc. <laughs> Like, oh this God. movie, this movie, like, When Harry Met Sally, you guys, I've seen this a million times. A million times. I know they sing, Billy Crystal, like, sings in it. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that song, I know there's a part where he sings the song from Oklahoma, but it, it's another part where he, he sings, put the thing back where it came from, or so me. No, it's fucking Monsters, Inc. I mean, you got it right. It's the voice. Iconic yeah. voice. His his like voice is stuck in my brain, I guess. But I was just like, as a rom com connoisseur, you know, yes. how did I get from when Harry met Sally to Monster Monsters Inc. Inc. I, good God, that was I have hilarious. No idea. That yeah, was it, maybe it's fantastic. like a you have to be there, but like yo, I don't oh know. my God. I loved it. It was great. We were all really <sighs> cracking up at that. So yeah. Oh man, that's so. so thank dumb. you for providing a great laugh for me this weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's all I've been up to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what mm-hmm. about you? How was your week? We're having a heat wave in mm. Los Angeles. I made a day out of it. I mm-hmm. went to the beach. Cat. The amount Stop. of people at the beach was really concerning. And then I oh, was like, yeah. about to maybe post something judgmental and then i was like no you are literally part of the problem because you are there too so yeah. then oh. i wore a mask yeah but, but i did stay there until God, I, I did stay there all you day. felt great all day yeah yeah and so like you know post beach shower like mm. sushi oh i ordered sushi yeah oh. <sighs> and then and then what did i watch i watched sex in the city so yeah <laughs> 
Yes. Oh my God. I've been thinking oh, about the, Sex in the, the City a lot the, lately with the big news know. as of late. I know. I watched the finale where they're in Paris. <sighs> An American Girl in Paris part. Uh, part. Uh. The best. I the fell. Best. I, I fell, fell into your. Into your. <laughs> Too good. I know, Iconic. Too. Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should I get into it? Please, Kate, where are we going? We're going to Spain. <gasps> España. And <laughs> we are going to talk about the history of flamenco. Cute. Oh my gosh. How fun. Oh, sign um, me up. Can I please do that in a plaza right now? I know. Okay. So, Kat, you have been to Spain, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been to Madrid. Nowhere else. Mm-hmm. I have also been to Spain, but the last time I went to Spain was particularly magical. Ugh. You know, I have been known to cry at restaurants <laughs> when traveling abroad. Right. Um, you know, a sparkling tear. I'm not sobbing, okay? But <laughs> I had more sparkling tears mm-hmm. on this trip than... Ugh. I had ever experienced and so Spain just oh beautiful place in my heart I love its rich mm-hmm. history some good some bad right but we are going to talk about the complicated history I should say of Spain and flamenco fun topic okay, that's okay. great flamenco is actually part of UNESCO's world intangible cultural heritage because it's like this complex art form which includes like Poetry, singing, cante, guitar playing, toque, dance, baile, and like polyrhythmic hand clapping. Yes. Palmas. And then finger snapping, which is pitos. Pitos. And then it also features like this call and response. So it's like really interactive. Mm. And it's called jaleo. That is the direct translation for that is called hell raising. So it can like include like hand clapping or like foot stomping or shouting like ole, all of it. (laughs) Okay. The term flamenco, they don't really know the origin or like etymology of it. There are different, it fits in different puzzle pieces, if you will. Like it could mean flamingo in Spanish because like the arm and like (gasps) elongated neck. And a lot of times flamenco dancers wore pink or whatever. I think traditionally now is the costume is red. What okay. they were saying, like, kind of emulates yeah. the color of a flamingo or like flambe flame. Right. Yeah. So, like, okay. a flame dancing. <gasps> wow. I love both of these options. Yeah. So, I mean, there are other ones, but basically, those are the two that I liked that I'm sharing with you. Great. So, we all know, like, it's from Spain, and mm-hmm. but it wasn't really a part of Spanish history for forever and ever. Mm-hmm. There's this really complicated history between Spain sort of owning this cultural thing that is flamenco so where it originated in spain is andalusia and murcia between spain and like owning the cultural identity of flamenco really owning it like they were really pushing against it oh for a long time so it's like fraught with this national identity crisis if you will okay a lot of spaniards elite pinky up right type of spaniards considered mm-hmm. it to be pretty vulgar and pornographic because it <gasps> oh. it's all like passion you know right they you know are saying like this is against modernity this is just keeping spain stuck in the past 
of like savages oh. you know okay Whoa. so it started with the i'm going to use not the word gypsy i'm going to use roma okay because okay. gypsy is a racial slur and i'm not going to use that yes it originated with the roma people in spain wow. and it really took place in places that were like suspect poor areas you know the roma people are like not seen you know in a good light in spain at this yeah. time well i'm okay. sure even now you know there's a lot of mm-hmm. prejudices right for and... the roma people in mm-hmm. spain the Spanish elite hated, they really didn't like that they're starting to get recognized that flamenco and Spain are linked now. Okay. It's sort of like this thing of where Spain has this problem owning flamenco and also like it wasn't so, as... So what you're saying is it's hard for them to accept this as a part of their culture because it yeah. was seen as such a lonely thing, you know, not a true yeah. Spanish thing. It's these random people who yes. have come into our country and are doing yes. this disgusting our, yes. portrayal of sex via dance mm. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something okay. like that. But normally, which is interesting to me, is that Spanish Roma... It really, I mean, there are different kinds. I I won't get like super specific into this, more just like the history of it, is that mainly it's danced by one woman alone. And obviously you can have like men and there were different artists who are like singers that became famous. There's one Mm -hmm. called Camarón de la Isla, the shrimp of the island. Um, (laughs) He was really famous and he really brought a lot of acclaim Mm-hmm. artistry to flamenco as because flamenco is also a dance but it's also a type of music okay so that's the thing it's like you dance to this type of music but you can also sing and not have a dancer in front of you yes. it's all flamenco you know right okay that's the thing it's like this push and pull like what is ours what is part of our national identity you know mm-hmm. they didn't love it Basically, Spain didn't love it, I should say. There was a lot of criticism about flamenco. And, you know, one of the criticizers, I should say, Mm -hmm. is the Catholic Church. Of course. Yeah. And it was really just like, you know, seeing that it was like against Can I ask what era this is? Yes. So it was during 1875 and... 1936. So 1936 is when the start of the Spanish Civil War happened. Mm-hmm. 1870s, like that's relatively, that's really, really recent. Yeah, yeah, you know? very. Yeah, I just find that interesting. What a time in Europe where everyone is so stuffy yeah. and prudish mm-hmm. and restrained. And so like, it makes perfect sense. Spain is Catholic. You know, Mm -hmm. they have the Inquisition. They have like Mm -hmm. the expulsion of Jews and Roma. And I mean, this is before, but like they're not, it's not a very welcoming, right? It's pretty xenophobic. One of the things that the Catholic Church really hated about this flamenco is that it was like an offshoot of like mass cultural entertainment that led to immodesty, the breakdown of the family capital f yeah and then the crimea river i know <laughs> and then like the weakening of the patria patria okay so like that's spain the country this mm-hmm. patriotism that we're supposed to have and blindly follow we all know that that doesn't like work <laughs> so right but for many progressives they're trying to like stop this stigma that 
the elite Spain has from flamenco. It okay. is Spanish because it is Spain, you know? Yes, right. Just because it's not elite Spain doesn't make it any less Spanish than it right. is, you know? Mm-hmm. Basically, this entertainment is like really a way to show people's discontent with like the political system it's like this artistic expression of like inequities and (laughs) yeah so basically they're seeing this as like free speech yeah and i can imagine a way to show your anger and let off steam you're Mm -hmm. stomping around you're expressing yeah so many things at once the elites did not love that there's this permeation of Mm -hmm. mass culture that they see as immoral. But basically the Spanish people are trying to be like more secular, Mm -hmm. you know? It's just the movement of like the revolutions that they have seen that they will eventually see. In the 30s, in the 1930s, they have the Spanish Civil War. So it's not like things are going really great. Right. There was a couple world fairs in the late 19th and early 20th century. And some Spanish Roma performers were you know exhibited and basically are in paris they were like perfect is this yeah eating it up this is when uh, love it yeah this is when debussy and all of the european Mm -hmm. avant-garde goes to these world fairs and are introduced yes they're loving that yes same similar vein we could say maybe yes they want artistic freedom expression passion Mm -hmm. This is when higher class Europeans are introduced mm-hmm. to flamenco, and that's when it becomes high culture. Okay. It didn't happen in Spain. It happened elsewhere. Okay. The Spanish hated it. It's the same for, like, jazz in the right, U.S. of course. Like, it was very déclassé when it started, but then now you see these famous jazz, you know, musicians, mm-hmm. especially in France. France is, like, loving. Freedom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, freedom. <laughs> exactly. You know, the civil little tiny thing called the Civil War happened yeah. from 1936 to 1939. A couple people we may be familiar with, you know, Hemingway, I don't know, Who? was there. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously a lot of artistic forms of expression have stopped mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Civil War. After the Civil War, we know Generalissimo Franco came yes. into power. Fascism. Yep. Great. Yeah. Okay, so here they are disavowing flamenco. So it basically is not really happening during this time. Okay. When money is a problem, you can whistle a little different tune. (laughs) So by the 1950s, after a lot of isolation, because, you know, a lot of Europe wasn't entirely fascist at this point. Right. Germany. Fine. They know that other countries really love flamenco. And they're saying, well, we need tourists to come here. This is when we start seeing posters for flamenco dancers, like on airlines, on travel brochures, on, they're putting it out, I don't know if they're actually doing this, but like picture, putting it on magnets, you know, (laughs) they're doing this whole PR push for flamenco in Spain. Mm -hmm. We're owning it now. Oh, it's only convenient for you that you're owning it because you need money. Mm -hmm. Whistling a different tune, Mm -hmm. you know, fascism, Jesus. All right. One of the tourist promoters said they're aware that they don't like it, but they're still banking on it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
he said, we have to resign ourselves touristically to be a country of Spanish stereotypes because the day we lose Spanish stereotypes, we will have lost 90% of our attraction for tourists. So like they know. What is And imagine being like a Roma person being yeah. like ostracized and right you know and all of this stuff decades. and decades they've been yeah pushing flamenco down for decades decades mm. saying you know and the roman yeah. people so this is the time in like the 1950s so they're doing the tourism pr push and then they get these famous flamenco dancers they're like let's put them in hollywood movies so they're letting oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're letting like Hollywood films come to Spain and start filming and yeah, basically sending these performers to Hollywood or mm-hmm. what better so PR can there yeah, be? Yeah, exactly. This funded the boom of tourism in the 60s in Spain. Okay. Well, yeah. Franco died in 1975 and during that time it was like this controlled form of flamenco like it wasn't like super authentic you know it wasn't the Roma people doing this Mm -hmm. it was like Spanish quotation marks pure Spanish people doing this you know not like the Roma Spaniards who invented this Mm -hmm. doing this Mm -hmm. so yeah so basically can't give them anything they can't give them sick I know so Today, they do use flamenco as like a tourist attraction. There are Mm -hmm. places that do like exhibitions or you could go to a restaurant and see a performance or anything like that. But, you know, now it's come to the point of where there are these different types of flamenco and now they're like, oh, we need to subgenres, if you will. Oh, we need to preserve this Romani version. Okay. We need to preserve this version. We need to preserve this version. So now it's more of like a historical preservation process. So it should be interesting, but it is now intrinsically linked to Spain and its national identity. So yeah. yeah. That's wow. just a little bit. I mean, I mean I'm sure there's more and I would Did love Did you ever see any flamenco performers? Yeah, in I want to say in Sevilla or Granada. We were somewhere and they were in like a square doing it. And of course I'm like moth to a flame. Anytime there's music mm-hmm. staring them yeah, down. Yeah, what's happening here? What's, yeah. What's over there? <laughs> but I haven't gone to a real Spanish mm-hmm. performance. One yeah. of my uncles took me to like a, oh, my Uncle George, he took me to a Spanish restaurant in San Diego and we saw one, but oh. yeah, mm-hmm. it is pretty powerful. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. How cool. So yeah, that was oh, it. Oh, I really. that. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, that just, oh, I'm dying to travel. I would love mm-hmm. to go back to I know. <laughs> Olé. Yeah. I know. Olé. <laughs> Once again, we are weirdly in sync, Mm. and it kind of fits because it's the same era, Franco. Okay. And in my naivete, we could say, I thought this was an Italian thing. I never knew the name of it, so maybe other people feel the same. I'm going to tell you a little bit about La Tomatina, the festival where they throw tomatoes at each other. Oh, my God. I thought that was Italian. I don't know if I even really thought about it. Maybe yeah, I, just I assumed I it was Italian or something. La Tomatina is a food fight festival held on the last Wednesday of August every year 
in Buñol, Spain, which okay. is a town outside Valencia. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people partake in this. Looking at photos, it was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I guess it's. I never took time to look into this. Mental. It looks crazy. Mm-hmm. Over one hundred tons of tomatoes are brought in, and I had to look that up in pounds because I was just like, "What is that mm-hmm. actually?" Yeah. Two hundred and twenty thousand five hundred pounds of tomatoes are brought in on trucks. You do have to buy a ticket. Yeah, that makes sense. Make money somehow. Yeah. So prior yeah. to 2013, it attracted 40 to 50,000 people, which Would this you is do a it? town. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Cuz looking at photos, it is complete mayhem. Would I be scared? I don't know. Yeah, I... what if you get punched in the nose? We're both quite petite people uh-huh. in hordes. There is yeah. so many people. It's really I hate well. crowds like that. So imagine this is Buñol is a town of 9,000 people. Can you imagine mm. 40 to 50,000 people coming in? So that was up until 2013. Now, after, since then, they limit it to 20,000 people. Just still a shit ton of people. Yeah. Tourism. Yeah, exactly. And tickets are sold ahead Make of time. Money. Like you can't okay. just show up and buy a ticket. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Me personally, would I go and I would I plan this ahead like of time? Like the effort to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah It'd be fun if you were like, oh, I stumbled on this. Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just stumbled to real and you know, I'm just backpacking. Walking I just around happen to have space. this tomato in my hand. Weird. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is at 11 a.m., trucks haul in these tomatoes into the town's center. The Plaza del Pueblo is the main plaza in town. Mm-hmm. And technically, this is funny, the festival does not begin until one volunteer climbs up a greased pole <gasps> and grabs a ham that's at the top of it. Honestly. <laughs> I know. I like, would love so... to watch this, though. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I know how I'm like a Grinch, and I've told you this about how I hate parades and crowds and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I just don't yes. want to get jostled. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. But, like... Imagine the energy. Yeah. You know, someone slips and falls and then you're like, oh, you know, yeah. oh my God, yeah. how fun. I know. For a ham. Hamon <laughs> Serrano or what? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the quality of the ham? Yes. Is it good? Can we eat it with bread? You get to keep it. So you oh. try climb up this green I mean, that's probably and it's Like, think about that. Prosciutto, Hamon Serrano, like any it could be of that. That's like a pricey a, cut. A $500 leg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it usually doesn't start until this victor gets the ham at the top. But realistically, so you're expecting these thousands of people to wait. Who knows how long that could take? Yeah. So they also have a little water pistol that they shoot into the air. And when everyone hears the bang, they start. Oh. And it lasts for one hour. Until the second pistol is shot, and then you are not allowed to throw another tomato. Wow, that is efficient. Yeah. Okay, I'm like not getting talked out of this. (laughs) Well, just wait till you see photos. That's the one thing I was like... So once it's done, cleaning trucks roll in. And because of the acidity of the tomato, it leaves the streets sparkling clean. It's like naturally cleans everything. So it's just an an elaborate way to clean the whole town. Who knows? (laughs) My jaw is open. And they don't really hose down people. Like they don't really care. They're like, get out of here. We're trying to clean the streets. Think of that lycopene. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. You can pay for a facial. Why? There you can are just some go to rules. that thing. Yeah, that's true. We have some rules. Okay. Not allowed to bring bottles or hard objects. 
obviously. Oh, thank God. You're not allowed I'm to sure rip. They, I'm sure they had, they made a mistake one year and someone broke, broke a nose. nose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can imagine. Do not rip other people's t-shirts. Make mm. sure you squash the tomato in your hands first to reduce its impact. Oh. And just stay away from traffic and any cars that might be around. Mm-hmm. Advice. I got all the goods from this one website. It was great. Wear closed-toed shoes and clothes that you don't mind getting dirty. Okay. Wear goggles because imagine all this acidity. Acidity in your yeah. eye. Or is a contact. People say, um, t- yeah, I don't have to worry about that, I guess. But <laughs> I do. <laughs> Many do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not wearing goggles, tuck in your shirt so that at least there's clean t-shirt that you couldn't like wipe your face with and like tuck it Uh. back in. And then looking at photos, tons of people are not wearing goggles. So I'm like, okay, they're probably fine. Imagine getting decked in the face with a tomato. Yeah. Oh God. After a while, you probably don't even notice it, but the first one probably it's shocking. (laughs) And then the last piece of advice on this website said, whoever wins the ham keeps it. So give it a try. (laughs) Yep. Can't forget about that. You just have to share. So people don't really know how this started, mm-hmm. but from either this website that I found, which seems more official, or even Wikipedia, they say it was around 1944 or 1945. There are a few possible theories. Um, one was that a war, quote, broke out amongst two groups of teens, mm-hmm. and there was the local vendor, and they just started throwing it at each other, and then it became a yearly thing. Isn't that so weird? How? You'd be like, yeah. oh, Antonio. He's so silly. Let's do that yeah. again this year. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> or a food fight amongst friends, uh-huh. a practical joke on a bad musician, or the aftermath of a truck spillage. <laughs> but one popular theory is that angry townspeople attacked a councilman with tomatoes during a town celebration, and the following year they just decided to do it again. <laughs> and it kept going. <laughs> um, Cute. Oh, here's Franco. It was banned Mm -hmm. during his rule. Yeah, he didn't like fun. Yeah, exactly. It was banned for having no religious purpose, but returned in the 70s after his demise. Mm. Yeah, just what a piece of work. Fascism is a bummer. In the rest of Western Europe, fascism didn't last that long. Right, yeah. He held his grip. Yeah. Really wild how long that lasted i mean i know communism lasted but fascism yeah they're really secluded right yeah 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 but yeah so that's la tomatina we're gonna share photos and you'll see the mayhem yourself let us know if you've been anyone oh my god that'd be so cool yeah let us know yeah you've been (laughs) share your story Okay, Kate, I'm going to put you on the spot here. And one of our first times hanging out as friends, uh-huh. you know, because we were coworkers, and it was yes. at your parents' house. We were talking about Spain or travel or something, and you told me about there is a city in Spain where the king oh, married. Yes. His... Okay, you just continue with the rest because it literally everyone, it made me cry. Like <laughs> I was in Kate's bedroom, you know, very new friends, budding friendship. <laughs> And then she tells me the story, and I start to cry because it was the most beautiful thing. Okay. So there's this story. I Facts, dates. <laughs> I tried to couldn't find tell you. this, and I couldn't yeah. find anything on Google. Yeah, a tour guide told me. So it's not like I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Yeah. But, okay, so 
there is that so like let's just think of it as like a fable right i mean Mm -hmm. that it happened but i don't know names dates anything yeah i know it's in sevilla okay so okay that's what i thought if you have been to sevilla lined perfumed with orange trees the streets are just full of them Mm. and one of the major like flavors of southern spain is oranges like orange blossom perfume it's just it's such a intrinsically linked thing to that area oranges they didn't just appear lining the streets Mm -hmm. this king he married this princess from a colder climate i want to say germany but i'm not completely sure and she said she was so homesick and missing the snow so he planted all of these orange trees along the streets because when they flower and when the flowers drop it looks like it's snowed oh, and he oh my just god i literally have tears in my eyes right now <laughs> i just think it's the most beautiful thing i know like who cares it's if such it's a real or not thing it it's a cute story the most beautiful thing imaginable <laughs> Cat literally <laughs> has tears. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? Yeah. Can I get someone to love me like that? Wow, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Orange blossom. I can smell it. No. It is just the most perfuming delicate. the street. You smell. know. I'm literally have tears going down my face. I know. In... I'm a very emotional person, everyone. No, it's just little things that touch you (laughs) but yeah i had a few tearful experiences eating food in sevilla yeah (laughs) this is so dumb but i had this one cheese that was like so had so many crystals inside oh my god you know when sometimes when like salt hits you and you're like it kind of like is jarring yes especially like first taste or something mm -hmm. and i immediately teared up like holy shit why don't we have cheese like this? Yeah. This is everyone's daily life. And we're just eating the shitty American cheese that's yeah. yellow. And like mm-hmm. a cheese They call product. it Parmesan. It's not Parmesan. Yeah. Be real Parmesan. Yeah. I had a lot of experiences in Spain that one trip that I was like, this could be my life. And not even being in Spain, but just like, you can eat good, real food and like yeah. beautiful food, beautiful coffee, have a beautiful life. You know, everything right. is beautiful. I don't know. It's like <laughs> everything. Mm-hmm. That's when I, I ha- oh, I had a major life meltdown there. But it was just because like, you know, when you're just like figuring it out, you're just like in a rut and you're yeah. like, I need to change. And then you go to Spain and you're like jolted. Like, hello, you can have a beautiful life. You just choose it. Right. So Spain was that for me, and I will always be so appreciative, you know, of me sobbing and in our Airbnb on a balcony in Madrid with my friends, <laughs> listening to me being like, "What am I doing with my life? Where am I going?" You know. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Madrid and Spain, because yeah. now I have a great life, and I had to get jolted out of it. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. How wonderful. I love to hear it. Mm, I know, me too. <laughs> okay, Kat, do you want to hear another story? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> so this is a tr- 
travel story, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. So send us your travel stories. Um, yeah, please. Another please. call for them. Everyone. So my friend Taylor, she and I studied abroad together in Rome. So she's still one of my dearest friends. She is that friend who you're like, Taylor, let's go eat pasta. She will never say no. <laughs> yeah. She just yeah. like knows how to, what is the expression? Live to eat rather than eat, eat to, live. to live. And yeah. like, those are the best kind of people, you know? Yeah. Okay. To preface this, Taylor is a little bit of a nervous traveler. All right. Okay. When I say little, a lot. Okay. <laughs> Love you, Taylor, okay. but you are. And you know that. I'm just going to read her text. Okay, so, oh my God. So to preface, I don't know if you remember that when we studied abroad, the program sat us down on like day two and basically scared us all shitless, telling us we could be kidnapped, drug killed, etc. And to oh. always be on our toes, especially the girls. Mm-hmm. So a couple months in, my sister came to visit. Her and I went to Sorrento and Capri, and it was my first trip alone without having someone from the group and she felt like very nervous and protective so we stayed at this little airbnb outside of the main town of sorrento and there was a bus stop right outside so that's how we'd get into town and one day we were coming back to the airbnb airbnb the (laughs) bnb and at first the bus was packed and apparently we were the last stop question mark and all of a sudden it was just me and her in the back of the bus and the bus driver. I think he asked us where, what stop we needed, then randomly started turning off the main road to our B&B and started driving on a back road that was going up a small mountain. <gasps> and we were both weirded out because no one was on the bus and he knew exactly where our, our stop was. And yeah. that wasn't where he was headed. So naturally in my head, I was like, wow. This is it. He's kidnapping us and taking us to some fucking random ass country house where a bunch of men are waiting, <gasps> as one does. Wow. <laughs> Taylor is like so anxious. This is not a good person for this to happen to, okay? So I'm like Brit, which is her sister. Uh, I'm going to say something to him. And she was like, sit down. Absolutely not. He's not doing anything wrong. But instead, I got up and I went to the front of the bus with the little Italian that I knew and started asking him where we were going and telling him that it was the wrong way. And I started waving around our B&B's business card and my shitty Italian phone, like threatening to call to call them and saying I knew what he was doing and I must have scared the shit out of him because he was like, no, 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 it's okay. I still wasn't convinced and I was yelling so he took the bus and banged like a three-point turn on this tiny road going up a hill. Brittany's in the back mortified and he proceeded to drop us right in front of our B&B. To this day, Britt is convinced he was going to another bus stop and I'm convinced he was taking us to be killed and that day I saved our lives. (laughs) I really thought it was it for us. And I was like seeing all of the headlines in my head. <laughs> so there she is just yelling at this poor bus driver. Yeah. So we're oh, just God. very. Well, I don't know what I would do either. I would be like her, but I would be so paralyzed in fear. When it comes down to it, Taylor can get it done. Thank you, Taylor. Yes. Glad you're alive. Yes. Very glad. Can't wait to eat with you someday. I know. Girls, Pasta. take me to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, um, Kat. Yes. Do you want, do you have a reference? for me today shall i share recommendation oh yes i, wrote down, <laughs> I literally wrote down reference like oh, weird. and i i think i remember writing that and being like that's that's strange but i couldn't 
Okay, weird. Well, I have a reference to my article, but <laughs> I'll just link it in the show notes. But um, yes, I do have a recommendation. Okay, so if you follow us on the Instagram, like if you don't, what are you doing? Okay. Yeah. At um, Eurofile underscore. Underscore. I watched this movie the other day. So I have been introduced maybe like over summer. I started listening to all of these like 60s movie scores, you know, Italian, French, whatever. So this movie is called Camille 2000. The movie score is just divine. Love it. And it's like pretty 60s, but it's like elegant, you know? Okay. Okay. So... So I was like, okay, I'm going to finally watch this movie that I've been listening to this album nonstop, okay? (laughs) And it is the most 60s thing I've ever seen. Inflatable, clear furniture. This woman has a lucite waterbed with inflatable pillows, Cat. When I tell you, (laughs) I can't. Set in Rome in the 60s, you know, very, like, bougie. Paco Rabanne, the little like, metallic, metallic metal dress, mm-hmm. swinging little oh, dress. Dream. But you can imagine it weighs like 200 pounds because yeah. it's like actual metal. Actually, full circle. So this movie, the story of it is the retelling of The Lady with the Camellia, which is a book by Alexandre Dumas, which is where Coco Chanel got the inspiration for her flower is from the Alexander Dumas book. And in the movie, I mean, in the story really, is that she's like this courtesan. So like, you know, Coco had this like Mm -hmm. reputation of being Episode one, everyone? Episode one, inaugural episode. Like you need to get on it. Yeah. So I thought it was like really fun. And I looked up stuff about reviews. I didn't even know. I thought it was like an okay storyline like it was Mm. it wasn't bad and i would definitely not give it like really bad review but like everything like the clothes the sound like the set rome yeah everything is you know so good (laughs) but like it was directed by this pornographer but it's like it's artful it's artful porn there is sex in it but it's like you don't see anything and like right it's like the pornography I want to watch. That's like beautiful. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so, how fun. I literally mm, have never heard of it before. Yeah, I hadn't either. I just literally was like listening to this one song and I was like, what is this even from? <laughs> yeah. You know. Oh, fun. I want to watch that. It sounds Sorry, like that was like a really long escape. explanation, but I recommend okay. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll keep mine quick then. I am recommending another podcast. I know it's not really your thing, Kate, but it's seriously the funniest thing that I have ever heard oh in my, my life. God. Okay. And my dad wrote a porno. Here we are. Ooh, more porno. Lots of porn. <laughs> lots of porn today. It's a British podcast, and it's this guy whose dad literally self-published pornographic novels and didn't tell Belinda. his family about it. Yes. The main character's name is Belinda. And the novels Belinda are Blanks called or Belinda something? Blanked. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I've listened to this so many times. I've listened to the whole series probably at least four times because no matter how shitty your job is, and I have had a few in my mm-hmm. life, it will get you through it. We met there. Uh, uh, one. <laughs> Especially, Remember? yes. If it's a job that lets you listen to something all day, 
and you know the mundanity of life gets you down mm. you put on this podcast and it is so funny because clearly it is written by a middle-aged straight man who doesn't who know doesn't how sex know works anything about the names of you know a woman's anatomy body anatomy mm. that's the word he's not a good writer <laughs> but he loves it he mm. this is his thing the passion and is there but like everything else is not and that's yes. why it's entertaining it's um, i liked it i just so didn't love it read, like you his yeah. son reads it and it's his two friends are there to comment on it and they're yeah. just very funny it's just great my dad wrote a porno i highly recommend they had new episodes that came up for christmas mm. give it a listen for some laughs for some laughs mm. as the brits say some laughs have and, a laugh and enjoy do you mind if i share our word of the day mm. to wrap things up so mm. i'm pretty proud of this one we have a verb today ligar do you know no. it means to flirt make out or hook up mm. <laughs> ligar I, I want that yeah necesito a ligar che- <laughs> a cheeky little flirt yeah and i love how generic it is just like us like hook up what does that mean you know you're flirting you're hooking up you're making yeah. out it's all under ligar so use it ligar. freely as you wish okay <laughs> Learn how to conjugate it. <laughs> Ligamos. Let's flirt. <laughs> yeah. Let's make out. <laughs> Let's make out. Cute. Ligar. That's really fun. Okay, fun. Well, thanks again, Kate. I love that you. flamenco lesson. <laughs> and thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Ciao. Ciao.